something you know this was a big mistake and you know you're gonna fuck things up because how can you eat your food there's poop (laughs) there's poop everywhere there's poop everywhere Everybody, um, you may be new listening to us after last week's event. So, yeah. if you don't know, my name is Caitlin, and I am one of the co-hosts of Hey Beautiful. And our lovely host is, of course, the amazing and talented Kate. Hi, everybody. Hi. Oh my gosh, Caitlin. <sighs> Oh, my God. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the Platinum Rule. That's the episode where everyone reminisces about times where they pooped where they ate. (laughs) But first, first things first, New York. Oh, my fucking God. Can you sing New York like Alicia Keys? New York. Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Holy fucking hell. Um, Okay, so... We, I guess, all right, so we went to New we're York. We're going to start, the, yeah, we went to New York. <laughs> start at the top for the, uh, so we were there for the Solids Reunion Charity Show. Which could be annual. Could be annual. <gasps> They're going to do one in this in the fall, they said. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get our quans together for going to L.A. or something. Ugh. Oh, God, could you imagine? Um, I'm fucking going. I don't care. So. All right, so we were in New York for the Solids Charity Show. The Solids, mm-hmm. as most of you already know, is the band that Carter and Craig had in college, which I think is why they did it in New York. Caitlin and I were wondering why New York, not L.A. I think most of the band members stuck around locally. Maybe. They That's all, a good point. they all met Wesleyan, right? So... Um, for whatever reason, it was in New York City. Thank God, because that meant we were pretty easily oh. able to go. I mean, we still, it was a work day, night, um, had to move some things around, but as if, as if we would it ever It was the miss easiest this. scenario yes. for us, really. Yes. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know Caitlin and I do not like doing things. Or going places overnight, Ugh. sleeping sleeping away from home. Ugh. And the city? Ugh. Come on. Oh. No. Well, baby, country mice. We are country mice. <sighs> so, um, but this was like a, this was a full no-brainer. And as as soon as I heard about it, I told Caitlin we should do a meetup because mm-hmm. we have some fans. I could tell from the HB family map that we actually have people in and around the city. Uh, so we decided to make one of our very first uh, podcast dreams come true, which is to have some kind of an event at <laughs> McGee's. I still can't believe Kate and I had just just talked about it privately in like January. Yes. Kate put it out to the inner, put it out to the universe for this exact time frame too. June and the exact like we went to McGee's for the meetup in June, just like she had talked about. Yeah, you look really Crazy. tan. I'm sorry, I have to point that out. Did you fall asleep on the hammock again? Mm, uh. <laughs> Guys, last year I fell asleep in the hammock for like three hours and I had a hoodie on. So just like half of my hands, like my fingers, like my fingers and like part of my palm, little tip of my thumb mm-hmm. and my face and neck were bright red. Rock lobster. Oh, so yeah, so bad. Anyway. Uh, no, this time I just sat 
out at Chris's hockey game and didn't really think about mm, gotcha. sunscreen. Gotcha. Yeah, slowly burned. You look like a nice toasty marshmallow. Thanks. Um, all right. So New York. We were mm-hmm. there. Uh, so we got in, took the train. If you watch our Instagram stories, I tried to get some good shots mm-hmm. along the way. You did great. Oh, thank you. Um, so then at the actual restaurant, which is so fucking cool, and I'm so glad that we went there, and they were so nice and accommodating. They were so kind. So kind. That was like the theme of the evening, kindness. My God, you're so right. You're so right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just a testament Everyone to, chose love, yeah. It's just a testament to Carter and Craig and like the vibe that mm-hmm. they have created through this show. Um, yeah. So we got to McGee's. We sat there. Jeanette was with us. Thank you, Jeanette, for coming. Oh. Jay, yeah, so she's been a, a guest host in the past and was an excellent Instagram boyfriend, a.k.a. taking photos of us constantly <laughs> throughout the uh, day and evening. We got to sit in one of the big booths where the gentleman allegedly used to sit when they were writing for mm-hmm. Letterman and hanging out. We got drinks. Oh, yes, the, the drink the menu. The cocktails, yeah, that were hemium themed. I had, Very adorable. I had two pineapple incidents. They were delicious. I had... The Naked Man. Yep. And I had Daddy's Home. Daddy's Home. Yep. That one was, was a little strong. And then was then promptly was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, we sat in the booth that had like the photo of the whole cast behind us from season mm-hmm. one. And we had some awesome Hemium fans and HB yeah. family members come out and hang Wild. out with us. Uh, so thank you. Huge thank you to Beth and Taryn and Michael. And then Jean, who is a friend yeah. of Michael's, was there. And then Marissa. Marissa is her name. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Taryn's friend came too. I don't know if Jean and Taryn listened to the podcast, but. It was great Hi. meeting you. It was great yeah. to meet you. What was pretty cool, I thought um, Beth and Michael knew each other, but didn't know that they listened and were part of the HB family. Such a how I met your mother uh-huh. meet uh-huh. meeting situation, right? Like just Yeah. And and Michael Michael hasn't even actually listened to the podcast yet. He mm-hmm. just followed us on Instagram and that's how he knew about the charity concert. Yeah. And so he showed up. Uh, like maybe a half hour later than everybody else. And he had a ukulele and Taryn also had a ukulele. Like there were all these connections. And Taryn performed this adorable original song called The Yellow Umbrella that you can get on Bandcamp at Story Taryn. I believe her name is on there. So Mm -hmm. Story T-A-R-Y-N. You can watch it on our um, bits of it on our story. And we passed out our hashtag HB Family pins, a little bit yeah, of merch for everybody so who came. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just great to learn about these people that are listening to us. Yeah. You know? I get nervous meeting new people, mm. which we'll get to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking <laughs> forgot about that until very recently. Oh, never forget. Fuck. Hashtag never so forget. So funny. And so I was, like, very worried. Yeah. Because I'm very chatty with Kate because I know her. Mm. And if, if I'm in a situation where I feel comfortable, I'll be chatty. Yeah. But I was, like, real nervous. But there was not, like, a lull in the conversation. Nothing was awkward because we all love How I Met Your Mother. And so that yeah, I mean, that was the theme of the evening. It was so cool to get to meet get to meet and get to know people like you said yeah and you could you could, we learned like what other people's you know interests slash obsessions mm-hmm. yeah. are as well like beth has seen dear evan hansen like 60 times 58 yeah, times probably 60 at this point like 
Beth, amazing. Wild, wild. Just living the dream. Um, and, you know, Michael did a shot-for-shot shot <gasps> remake of Let's Go to the Mall in an abandoned mall in Austin, Texas. Or in it's Texas. Amazing. I don't know if it was Austin. but um, It's amazing. So thank you all for coming. That was so much fun. I cannot wait to do another one. Mm-hmm. It was it was really great. Uh, so if there are a group of you in a city somewhere, holler. Yeah. And we'll see if we can figure something out. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. Take the show on the road. Hell yeah. So um, then we all headed way downtown. Mm-hmm. We all took the train together, which was very sweet. We're singing songs on the on the subway, just driving everybody nuts, I'm sure. So yeah, so we get there. There's a line. So I was a little bit mm-hmm. bummed that there was a line because um, I was like, oh, I want to get there first. I want to be in the front, you know. But <laughs> Caitlin, uh, so we're standing in line, and then Michael's playing his ukulele, and I sang La Vie en Rose in oh, beautiful. French because I was feeling myself. The line starts moving. We get up there, and I'm talking to Caitlin, and her face just goes, like, white. She's like, look behind you, behind you, behind you, behind you. And I was like, what? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Fucking Josh Ratner. Oh. Walking into the bar as we're about to get our tickets checked. Like, literally I, brushed by us. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to throw up. Yeah, because we thought that was the best we were going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was, like, the closest. Such foolish children. Yeah. <laughs> such fools. Such fools. We thought that was as close as we were going to get to anyone mm-hmm. we were, you know, we're excited to see. And we were happy with that, so too. So happy. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, like, wow, this is real. Yeah. This is it. We, like, took a, f- a video inside, like, oh, my God. We, like, kind of saw Josh Radner. Yeah. Walked past him at the bar. Looking amazing. Gorgeous. Um, oh, my right? God. And he's, like, tall. Oh, Tanya. 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 Mm. You're, she knew all she's along. She's gonna be so jealous. Um, I know he's very tall, and and I did not expect that. I expected. I usually expect actors to be shorter because Short, yeah. they read pretty tall. But everybody was like normal sized that we saw. Yeah, like they very much normal. Like you expected that. Like size. Kristen was just this like petite woman. She wasn't like scary skinny yeah. and like scary. You know, like tiny yeah, looking like yeah, a yeah. little. We'll fawn. get there. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get oh, there. Sorry, I can't. I know. I know. This is gonna be such a long episode. But I don't care. Um, all right, okay. so uh, we see him. Everyone's stopping to get drinks, and we're just all business. Yeah, all marching business. Marching right out. All business. We go in there. They're still fucking we're here for one thing. clearing out trunks. We go in there. Nobody is really in there. Everyone's getting drinks like idiots. Yep. We went straight to the front. And we didn't move. Did not move. <laughs> we were at the stage, guys. Like, our knees oh were touching God. the stage. <sighs> so... We see Carter and Craig, and they're setting up, and they're doing their thing. And they're real people, like, breathing the same air as Just us. Just normal. Normal. Carter, living their lives. Carter yeah. in the ducky tie. Yep. Craig in the fucking tantrum shirt. <laughs> so cool. Um, I love those little nods. Amazing. And we're just, like, talking to each other and trying not to, like, be creeps. And um, just as they're settling in. They're all like getting to their their uh, <sighs> their things, and um, if you heard on my uh, on the Instagram stories on our Instagram stories, I was like, my one dream is that they'll just be like, oh my god, hi! Like they'll recognize us, right? Wasn't sure it was gonna happen, and so I um, I went to like just take a picture of Craig's tantrum shirt, and I see through the fucking lens 
that he's looking straight at me. Straight into your eyes and into your soul. Which you can see in the photo that I posted. There are beams. I saw them. Yeah. (laughs) And he just goes, hey, beautiful. And I. I'm like, points at every syllable at Kate. And locked eyes. Died. Right there. I couldn't believe it. Um, What do you do when your fucking dream comes true? Right? Like. We're on the radar. I just, I couldn't believe it. Um, And that wasn't even the best part. (laughs) It wasn't even close. Like, we had every piece of that night got better and better and better. There were no disappointments. None. Not a one. Nary a fucking one. I'm glad I didn't get drunk at the bar because I'm glad I was, like, sober for the whole night because I even sober... The adrenaline of it and, and like, the mm-hmm. – it was, like, cognitive dissonance. Like, it was not making sense to me what was happening to us yeah. in the best way. Um, anyway, I was thinking for this little bit um, we could go over maybe the first part of the set list that Caitlin totally sure. got from the show. Um, yeah, Michael actually helped me snag it. And then we're going to have the rest of the set list. We're going to do the first half of the set list here. And we're going to talk about the rest of the set list and what happened after the show. Oh, my God. When we had a very long personal conversation with Craig Thomas. We're going to talk about that over on Patreon. So I'm not not talking like a five-minute like, hey, you're great. No. I'm talking... Like personal truths Pers- were shared. Yeah, like a real heart to heart conversation. Fucking hell. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but up front, I can tell you that he told us that we that he is a fan of our show. Stop. That he has told Pam Fryman to listen to us. What the fuck? And she has. What the fuck? Carter's listened to us too. So it's like confirmed. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and the one, the the other one little thing that that is not on the bit that that I'm going to put on Patreon is that he said that he feels like he put the show like a message in a bottle for people like us, and that he's so glad that we found like that we got that message. <laughs> and you, Kate, you went well, Craig. Message fucking received. <laughs> I did say that. Oh my god! How? And I cry the entire night. I don't know. I swear I was in shock. You'll hear on the Patreon recording, we sound like we are on crystal meth. Like, Do we, I have someone listen to it. I'm like we nervous. We are talking so fast. I was like, did this get sped up? No, we are just like. <laughs> like chipmunks. It literally sounds like we're at like one and a half. Do you know what I mean? Like on, like if you yeah. hit that on your thing. All right. Anyway, so anyway. let's talk about some of the songs. Look at this. Look at this beauty. She's showing me the set list right now. I'm going to post a photo of it on on. On Patreon. So it says the solid set list for Mercury Lounge <sighs> slash six period five period nineteen. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no hyphens, no slashes, the periods. Love it. Yes. Also, so you know, all of the song titles are written in all caps. So the first song was, of course, Hey Beautiful, which was incredible to hear in oh person and sing along with the people who wrote it. Because the entire song is beautiful and amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Because the ba 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 that is like the last 20 seconds of the song. The entire song is amazing, and I encourage you to put it into your summer jams rotation, as I have. Yeah, heavy rotation. It's probably also going to be my alarm clock in the morning now. It's Ooh, that's a good one. It is like, I forgot how beautiful a song it is, like, just end mm. to end. So, and the whole room just, like got set on fire like as it, soon as it started yeah the energy was Ugh. insane it was fucking wild and Caitlin and I like at certain parts definitely during hey beautiful we were just like gripping hands yeah as hard as we could yeah um and so yeah that was that was an amazing moment that was amazing mm-hmm. second song up was soap on your skin another solids solids Solid's mm-hmm. a Ridge, another great song. Um, and then after it was after that song that, that Carter was like, ooh, two down. <laughs> he felt real proud. It was prou- really cute. He was real proud of himself for that. Yep. Yeah. They kept making a lot of jokes about how, you know, they're so much older now and yeah. just really, like, just sweet, good-natured humor, like, just adorable. I loved um, I love them. after the show when um, – when Craig was still up on stage, because Caitlin and I went back in, no big deal, and bought uh, yeah. Carter and Craig a shot uh, or a glass of scotch. No big deal. I had this idea, like in the middle of the night, like before we went, I was like, "We need to buy them a glass of scotch." Like boss ass bitch. And so I went and I like, but they were like packing everything up, and you know we thanked them and said the show was awesome, and um, Craig was like, "We're fucking old, like." This baseball uniform that this guy is wearing, like one of the was the, the bassist, he was like, "This isn't ironic. He literally coaches a, like a little league team." <laughs> I like he probably just came, you know, yeah. from the game, straight from the dugout, man. It's uh, yeah. So it was a bunch so of wholesome, quote unquote, old guys on stage that just fucking rocked. Yeah. Oh, anyway, continue. Okay, anyway, so the third song then was another Solid's original, If Anything. Mm, yeah, I've added the whole album to my summer rotation. Very nice. And then I'm going to let you guys know there is a little note here, and it says CB, Carter Bays, switches to acoustic guitar. Ah. <laughs> and the next song was played You Don't Know. Oh, that's a good one. You Don't Know What You've yep. Begun. Yep. Another song. Then Across the Overpass. Oh, I love that one, too. Mm-hmm. And then the, another note that Carter goes back to the electric guitar. Oh, why? And there was, like, really cute commentary in between. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're like, all right, we know why you guys all came here. Yeah. So yep. we're going to I'm going to sing this song the way it was meant to, like a 43-year-old man. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then they bring out a fucking robot. I'm pretty not sure just, that was the it's robot. The, yeah, I'd say not just any robot, the robot. In a tux. In a tux. And put him front and center, right in front of us. Mm-hmm. The whole night, mm-hmm. we took very good care of him. Yep. And then they started singing, Let's Go to the Mall. And again, everyone just like exploded. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Uh, and they had like the like the projections behind them yep. with like the different with like Robin Sparkles at the mall and everything. Yep. Let's go to mall. the mall. Let's, Let's go, go to the, the mall. Ma- uh, uh. Yeah, I got to do that. The body rolls to that song. It was fucking awesome. While fucking Greg Thomas and Carter Bays played and sang. Jammin. It was so good. And then the kinks. 
Victoria starts. I just, I literally just got goosebumps right now. And Kate, she, like, all of a sudden there's, like, electricity running through her body. She's like, oh, my God, I love this song. Oh, my God. Is she going to be her? Is she, oh, my God, no way. She's not going to come. Oh, my God, she's going to come up here. And Kate knew it from the beginning, from the get. And she's just, like, looking. Because that's one of my favorite songs they use. Because they made sure they said in the beginning, like, we're not just going to play the original songs from the show. We're going to play songs that, like, were used at big moments, too. I fucking, Mm -hmm. I have chills. I basically, I think, recorded the whole fucking show in segments. Oh, yeah, and I'm so thankful for it because I'm going to make an amazing I watched, video. Oh, so good. Yeah, so Victoria, and here's the note. It says, with Ashley Williams. Carter calls Ashley up on stage. Hey. And it was so awesome the way she just bounced up there, mm-hmm. grabs the mic. Just in time for Victoria. Victoria. You, you may have already seen on Instagram that because of Ashley Williams's fucking adorable performance, oh. Caitlin has uh, and her outfit. She looks she good. Looks so good. Her hair was so cute. The cutest. I want to chop all mine off. Caitlin has uh, come around. I love her. Caitlin like, loves. I love her. Victoria. Then I I had noticed in the back to the left of the drums, mm. stage left, mm. and. I had noticed a an object and there was like foil yes. and I was like, what the fuck is that? And for whatever reason, in my mind, I was convinced it was like a spiral ham or a happy <laughs> and whole chicken. I know. I thought they were just like snacking on something up yeah, there, Yeah. Right? I didn't know what it was. But Victoria comes, or Ashley Williams comes out and there's like a break in the song or whatever. It's like instrumental. And she turns around with a tray of cupcakes. Lost my fucking mind. And hands them out. And I grabbed one. Yes. I looked at her, grabbed it from her hand. We had a little mo. A little mo, and now Caitlin yeah. is And I have, like, full-blown crush. Yay! <laughs> Love her. It only took two and a half seasons and uh, the best night of like our lives. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. That's all it took of this podcast. Yeah. And now Caitlin is on the, the side of good. Do you think you, sure. if you watch Drumroll Please again, you will feel differently? I don't know. I'm willing to try it. All right. Hey, that could be a Patreon that episode. That could be a Patreon, seeing your reaction to the... Watching it with fresh eyes. I mean, even Victoria just watching arc. the Platinum Rule. So different, right? Was, yeah. Yeah. Everything. Okay. Um, All right. What comes next? 13 by Big Star with Sunnywick. Can I don't remember to say his last name. Mm-hmm. On acoustic. Mm-hmm. And the last song for the half yep. is Simple Song. By The Shins. Mm-hmm. And you all know what that means. What's that mean, Kate? It means the mother. So, uh, yeah, we're going to stop there. Um, I remember we were all like, where is she? Yeah, where is yes, she? Yes. Everyone was like looking all over for yep. her. Trying to watch the show, but looking. Yeah. Because after that, uh, Craig talked about why everybody was actually there, which is to raise money mm-hmm. for um, this one specific doctor at the Rady Children's Hospital. Dr. Grossfeld? Mm-hmm. Dr. what? Grossfeld? Dr. Grossfeld. I knew that from the set list. Oh, perfect. No, good. Um, because it has a thing. Yeah. Um, so you, if you if you go on our Twitter, you can see the, you can find the link the to link. donate if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had this just really heartfelt moment with the crowd where he thanked everybody and um, read a little letter from Dr. Grossfeld who, you know, whose research helped his son and is helping kids all over. So it felt good to be there in every single way. 
And um, like, again, it just kept getting better. We need to get into the actual episode this week. But if you want to hear the rest of our breakdown of the set list and what happened after the show, including tidbits from our combos with Craig, Carter Mm -hmm. and Josh Radner. Yes, we talked to all three of them at length. Uh, You should join our Patreon at the five dollar level because we recorded, um, I think it's like a 12 minute um, (laughs) voice memo as soon as we got out of the club at one in the morning and just just rattled off as much as we could remember. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to check that out in the Uber, in the Uber. Bless (laughs) like one a.m. Bless the man who who just picked us up in his minivan and let us just verbal diarrhea the entire mm-hmm. ride back to the hotel so um also i'm gonna put some photos up on patreon those will be for everyone at the the two dollar level um and then we'll have a vlog as soon as i have time to work on it of the entire experience with lots of video and stuff and that'll again be for our five dollar um patreon members because they get extra episodes and extra videos sounds like a good time to level up sounds like a good time to level up for sure because it's it guys it's fucking good <laughs> yo can't even believe it. So, um, but thank you, oh my God. Carter and Craig and all them. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to make sure we say it. Yes, thank you for putting it together. Thank you for making it affordable for for mm-hmm. folks like us to be able to attend. Um, thank you for your time. You were so generous and cool. It didn't feel real, and it still doesn't feel real. So, um, yeah. Thank you for saying we're charming. Okay, I, that's all I'm gonna say. But that was like really a big. Deal. I just almost went and just started. Don't I'm sorry. like the dam broke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, the last thing about New York, we have a question from Johnny mm. about New York. He says, "Hello, beautiful ladies. Thank you so much for providing some awesome highlights from the Craig and Carter charity benefit." I wish I could have been there with the HB family, but I'll live vicariously through Instagram. Oh, I forgot to mention we met that guy from season nine too. Oh yeah, season nine. Season nine. <laughs> we'll get Kate. He walks by and Kate's like, "Hey, would you say like great episode?" I was like, "I loved you on the show." It was on. Um, oh, that was one it. of the two guys that Barney tries to teach how to live in season nine when he's. I'm super gonna look drunk. that bitch up. Yeah. Anyway, back to you. Keep reading. Yeah, back to Johnny's question. It looked like an epic night. What is one thing you wish took place that night? Like, maybe the rest of the cast showing up? I know that this is a tough question to answer, but I would like to hear what would have made it a 104 night instead of a 100 night. Keep up the awesome work, Johnny. Well, it was already, like, a 200 night. <laughs> yeah, like, I, everything just got better the whole time. I would feel greedy for asking for anything more. Um, I think um, Kristen Milioti playing the ukulele to La Vie Rose would have been fucking cool. I understand. I mean, she played. Her voice is amazing. We'll we'll get into that. I was wondering if Neil Patrick Harris might show up just because he lives in New York. But seriously, mm-hmm. we were so happy with what happened. It feel it would feel like like hubris at this point mm-hmm. to to even ask ask for anything else. So just a just a perfect night. Just a fucking perfect night. Stay tuned at the end for legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's get into the Platinum Rule. Woo! This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members. 
Russell, Tish, and Johnny. Yay! Yay, Johnny! Thank you for your support, and to all of our patrons, you are truly legendary. Hey, beautiful Patreon members get cool Himyum theme perks every single month, from bonus episodes to fun new recipes to private live streams with us. To learn more and sign up, visit patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. And don't forget, that's where you can find the best pieces of our New York City trip. The Instagram videos were great, but... There is so much more. Patreon's where it's at. Yeah. This is Season 3, Episode 11, The Platinum Rule. It first aired on December 10th, 2007, and the writers are, you know, our old pals Craig Thomas and Carter Bass. Yay! That's How, so great! Isn't it great that we just met them and now we get one of their episodes? <sighs> Kismet, man. And our director is, of course, Pamela Fryman, who has listened to our show. What? Con- confirmed. Unbelievable. Well, confirmed that Craig told her to when he did yeah, say, and yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. So this episode was tricky for me to take notes because there's Oof. so much back and forth. Yeah, it's definitely the most structurally complex. complex episode that we have talked about yet. It's like Russian dolls. It's nesta- nesting dolls. You know, it was a story and a story and a story. And then you come back out, yeah. go back in. Yeah, and um, speaking of Pam Fryman, we don't really talk about her very much because, to me, the nature of directing is that we can't really feel you there or see you there. You know, like, everything's Mm -hmm. seamless, so if things are running really well, you don't really think about the direction. But this episode specifically, um, I know Caitlin knows this too, um, if... For me, it felt really different right away. I remember watching it the first time and being like, what is the deal? Like, it just had this very different feel to it, and I didn't understand why. And it's because this was the last episode written before the writer's strike that took place the end of 2007, beginning of 2008. So Carter and Craig wrote this episode, but they were not there for any of the, any of like the actual making the episode happen. Or for most of it. So this was all on Pam and the the rest of the crew to to put this together. And I think that's why it has a different feel because like when has there been an episode that Carter and Craig aren't aren't don't have their hands in from beginning yeah. to end? And you can really tell just in this beginning scene, it just felt very, very different. Um, mm-hmm. but what it felt what like a, a typical beast. like sitcom kind of yeah. flash on previous episodes. That's what I felt like we were missing. Right, and then like the, <laughs> the dermatology scene like just felt like it came from a different show or it was like the beginning of a new season, right? It felt like it had like mm-hmm. a different vibe to it. It's like when you have HDTV and for whatever reason you're actually accidentally put on a standard def <laughs> channel. You're not sure what's off, but yeah, you just know it can't is. can't tell. And I'm just, I just have to commend her and the rest of the staff for having to do all of like such a complex episode in this situation. So Mm -hmm. um, just wanted to put that out there before we go forward. Like Kate was saying that the way the episode opens, we have Ted coming out of the bathroom. It says, I think September 2007. Mm -hmm. And he's realizing that he has a tram stamp. It's a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. A little flashback. And then we have future Ted telling us that sometimes we make decisions that we're not prepared to live with. And we see, um, like the dermatologist's office and all these people with tattoos displayed, which mm-hmm. if you're going to get them some of those removed, you probably wouldn't want to have it out in the open. But this episode is about 
the decisions that we make and the consequences mm-hmm. that they have. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the apartment, Ted's in the living room, playfully telling everyone to say goodbye because he's getting the tramp stamp lasered off by the best in the biz, Dr. Stella Zinman. Mm-hmm. And she's so fantastic and so cute that Ted actually asked her out. And the group groans and Ted's perplexed and I did a Google light search, so <laughs> meaning I just did one Google search and looked at the results, and yeah. I couldn't find anything to support my claim, but I'm pretty sure it's always been a thing. Like, it's always been illegal to... To date, to date yeah, a in our, in our time, right? So how could Ted not know that? Because, you know, he... A white male and the rules don't apply? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I JK, wasn't going to say it. No, but yeah, I, I think that, that that just sort of gave them a little wiggle room to like start this, you know? Yeah. Suspension of disbelief. Mm, just a little bit, a little bit. So Barney's quick to enlighten Ted because you don't want to poop where you eat. That's right. If, which is true. And everyone agrees, but Ted brushes them off. And Barney like stands up, so you know he's got like this great story. And he reminds Ted of the golden rule love thy neighbor. And. Ted reminds him it's actually due unto others, and it's from <laughs> the Bible. Yeah. But, and Barney goes, just, okay. Like, in the <laughs> yips, like, just go with it. Like, yeah, his story is yeah. set up to go along with it because it works out better with his version. Barney says the golden rule is, you know, to love thy neighbor. But above that is the platinum rule, which is to never, ever, ever, ever love, love. thy neighbor. While, you know, <laughs> kind of thrusting his hips forward to be suggestive. Normal, normal. And Ted has this comeback, well, she's not my neighbor. She's my doctor. So. Girl, that is worse. <sighs> yeah. Your fucking doctor? Jesus Christ. Right. And, you know, Robin then reminds him of what happened to her at work. And then that reminds Lillian Marshall about what happened mm-hmm. with their neighbors. And then even Barney has a story about what happened with him and Wendy the waitress. It's very important that they set things up really clearly because we're about to go through, like, just inception-ass flashbacks. Uh, oh, my God. It's insane. So I have a thing. I don't know if I've talked about it on here. I probably have. I feel like I've talked about it with you. But I always want to eat the food people are eating on television. Oh. Hmm. Always. I get mad when people don't eat. Like, when they just, like, sit down to dinner and, like, they have this fight and then they end up leaving and it's just the food is untouched and unpaid for. And somebody worked so hard for that. Like, who is eating that? That's fucking rude. How did you not eat that? I Forget love, it. especially when they eat pasta, um, but the Chinese food, like, I've been craving, I don't even really like Chinese food that much. Ooh, I do. You're craving eating it out of a box with chopsticks? I can't even use chopsticks. I know. First and <laughs> foremost, okay? I've seen, I've seen. You've seen. Oh, cartoon pizza is my favorite. That's what I really want to oh. eat the most. Like, when it, the cheese is like. Oh, like on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, specifically. Delish. Their pizza that they eat. Just like Lucky Penny and How I Met Your Mother, or How I Met Everyone Else, the whole episode takes place in the apartment, but there's all these mm-hmm. flashbacks. Barney already has the eight steps to the platinum rule locked and loaded. He's ready to talk about them. Like, he's really been working on this one. Mm-hmm. And just like everyone sort of laid out their stories, now Barney is very strongly laying out the eight steps of the platinum rule. Um, attraction, bargaining, submission, perks, tipping point, purgatory, confrontation, and fallout. And again, there needs to be this calling out of the structure. The structure. Because that's be tight. Yeah, that is the only thing that's keeping us grounded is knowing um, 
is, is it's helping us know where we are basically. Mm-hmm. And um, another plot device they use is Lily's hair. Yep. So I love that the know, changes. Like because it her hair has been so different, it is a great marker so we know what time period of the show we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start with attraction. And we go all the way back to 2005. Robin has clearly just joined the group. We see Lily's red hair. Um, And this is the earliest story we'll see. Um, And it's about Barney and Wendy. And, you know, Barney's attracted to her because, oh, okay, she has boobs. And then we jump a little. Yeah, literally all it is is she's, like, brought attention to her boob by brushing something off. That was. Wendy has boobs. Wendy the waitress is a person. And then he's like, huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So his storyline is like the real, uh, like the real comic relief because it's just so, it's just mm-hmm. so surface as usual. So then we jump to 2006. Next year, Marshall and Lily have met the Gerards down the hall, which they're always referred to, or Gerards across the hall, just like always in that one breath. And it's couple friends who love brunch. So, of course, there's attraction there. And their names are Michael and Laura, like Marshall and Lily. So it's mm-hmm. like the similarities are at first really cool and then become so annoying. And then just a month or so ago, Robin got this new coworker, Kurt the Iron Man Irons, <laughs> who happened to play hockey. So, you know, she is down to fuck. And so now we know the three time periods we're going to be in. And throughout the episode, the flashbacks cascade either forward or backward, depending on what makes the most sense um, for the jokes, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So because it's a lot of, you know, the people who haven't experienced the platinum rule sort of smugly acting like they're above it while everyone in the older storylines tries to warn them. No, it's different. Like, what an ambitious episode. I just can't get over it. Do you want me to talk about the guest actors? Yeah, sure. So, Kurt, the Iron Man Irons, is played by Hayes MacArthur. Mm-hmm. And he's been married to Allie Larder since 2009. Wow. That's right? crazy. Yeah. And he was in Super Troopers 2. He played one of the Canadian Mounties. And I don't know if you've seen Super Trooper News, but it's pretty funny. He just had, like, you know, a couple of bit parts here and there, some longer-running characters, but... Nice. Yeah. So, like, he seems to get steady work. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Allie Larder, so... Allie fucking Larder. Good job, dude. Good job. Locking that down. Yeah, I mean, like, he's just needs to phone it in from here on out. (laughs) And then Michael is played by John Sloan. Mm-hmm. I don't really know anything about him other than he played Michael. Yeah, he's not really the, the star of that couple, is he? No, he's not. That The star would be Laura, played by Kristen Schaal. Yep. She is uh, Louise Belcher on um, Bob's Burgers, which oh, is a right. very... <laughs> popular TV show I don't watch. Oh my god, Linda is your mom. Like I she sounds know. just like her. I know. And her name is Linda. <laughs> you would love it. You it's a great it's a great cartoon. But she's I mean like if you don't know who she is and you're fucking stupid. Yeah, she was Hazel on 30 Rock too, which is when yeah. I when I fell in love with her. She's in Toy Story 3 oh. and 4. She plays Trixie. Great voice actor. Yeah. For sure trying to see what was like her first thing oh she was in kate and leopold she played miss tree 
Oh, of course, of course, Law and Order SVU credit. Uh, well done. Of course. Good job, Kristen. So step two is bargaining, and we get a series of scenes where everyone, you know, is trying to talk the other person out of, you know, shitting where they eat, mm-hmm. learn a lesson, blah, blah, blah. It goes back and forth, and it all starts with, like, it reminds me, did you watch Wine Country yet? Oh, yes. Okay. So Tina Fey Fucking tells on a guest, guest hire. <laughs> If somebody starts a sentence with, can I just say something? Just walk away. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Anyway, so this is what kind of reminds me of, like, everyone kind of, like, has a, hey, can I just say something? You know, Robin confesses she had a little crush on the sports guy. Yeah. Of which then Marshall and Lily remind them about the Gerards across the hall. Mm-hmm. And then Barney, of course, reminds Marshall and Lily about what happened with Wendy the waitress. Mm-hmm. And, um... Barney, that's where it all starts. You know, Barney's adamant that's a very good idea. And Robin is surprised he doesn't have a rule with a catchy name. <laughs> Everyone is afraid Barney's going to kill the bar, which is very fair. Don't kill the bar, dude. Don't kill the bar. And this is where Barney then starts to, yeah, well, I think it'll be okay. And so then we get a flash forward then of everyone who learned, you know, learned the lesson telling the next person in line. <laughs> and they always answer, yeah, well, I think it'll be okay. That is literally what people say when they're breaking the platinum rule every single time. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever have you ever broken the platinum rule and suffered? Yes. I feel like everybody has. Yes, and I always think it'll be okay, and it's fucking not. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, you Oof, Ted uh, bargains by saying that Stella and I are both adults, we're both smart, mature people capable of making good decisions. If it seems weird, I'll back off. Uh, speaking <sighs> of bargaining, I would like to bargain with God to smite Lily's bangs from her face. Oh, just right. I That fucking yellow shirt with the weird bow tie at the top. Oh, and can we talk about Robin in present day? Girl! She looks like her, she has no, no, nothing covering her breasts and no nipples. It looks like, if you look, okay, it is literally a lingerie. This is, I think, one of the most hideous things that's ever been worn on the show. It's like it's talked so- about on the internet. It is literally a piece of lingerie. It's like a bustier with, um, f- like, um, flesh-colored... Uh, boob cups that if you look closely there's like a little flower on each nip and then the rest of it is like the color of internal organs it's it looks like the meat dress it is so bad (laughs) it's really bad The, the fashion in this episode is extreme I don't love the fashion on the women most of the time there are a lot of like pussy bows and stuff happening although Lily's wig the brown wig looks so good it does. When she has like the hit, a lot of headbands and stuff yeah. in it, it looks really fucking cute. But that's it. I said, oh my God, my last next line is literally what is Robin's bustier yeah. with, with flesh toned titty cuffs and orange colored bodice. I that had it at the very top because I didn't want to forget to yeah. bring it up. Yeah. Robin's top in present day, what the fuck? It looks like them titties out. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. And then just like a random like old navy cardigan over it. It's just very it's, strange. Mm-hmm. So weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up it's step three, submission. And we get this montage of everybody falling in love. Uh, with that person that's so convenient, right? So first we see Barney and Wendy. Important to note is the same night that he decided he was going to seduce her because Barney mm-hmm. has no attention span, so he just went right to it. Um, and then, you know, however many days later, after Robin meets Kurt, he invites her to a hockey game, so of course she's in love. Mm-hmm. And then um, Lily and Marshall invite the Gerards over because they've lost all their pots and pans, so they bring them, invite them over for dinner. 
Barney ends up sleeping with Wendy right there in the bar that night. Club soda can get anything off. Hey-o! Love that line. I love when Barney is making out with her and like rips the apron off. I feel like that is like such a sexy moment. Um, Robin has a great time at the hockey game and they end up making out together. And then the double date goes perfectly for Marshall and Lily. They're like moving seamlessly around the kitchen together. Oh, I know. That's like they're like a four way couple, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like, just really feeling each other's vibes. I love those, are rare and but so good when you find it. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. I miss my friends, but it's okay. So they're playing charades, and this is very important that charades is happening in this very first scene because very often the thing that you love about someone ends up being the thing you fucking hate about them. When it turns out they're just a one-dimensional person. Yeah, that first initial thing that you were drawn to. And then they just want to, like, sort of lean on that. So Uh they're just like, I love them so much. Um, But then we learned that Wendy has always liked Barney. And we're like, oh, God, she's going to be clingy. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is the platinum role. This is why it started. And, of course, Barney just wants a gin and tonic. Ted then points out the obvious step four, that there's perks. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's always going to be an upside to breaking the rule. That's why you do it in the first place, because yeah. there are perks. Because it's convenient. Yeah, it's convenient. Ted thinks maybe he can get a discount on some sessions. Trash. Gross. I, Robin is excited about this is interesting to me because she's not really like relationshipy, mm-hmm. but she's like, well, we can split cabs to work. We always have a standing lunch date. Like, well, I don't. Yeah. Well, if they fuck each other, then, yeah, that's like half the cab fare to work, I guess. You know, right. It's not like they're like, eh, we live close. Let's share what I think she's like. If but like I wake the up lunch at date. House, yeah. Too. Like, I don't see her like. I feel like she would eat alone most of the time. Yeah. I love to eat alone. But I guess when you first meet somebody, you want to hang out with them all the time. I mean, she's not true. F- dead inside. That new relationship energy. Yeah. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, that. but, you know, but last night, he got them at the game that they went to. He got them into the locker room, and she got to meet Mason Raymond, who was a left wing for the v- Vancouver Canucks. Of course. He also played for Canada in the 2018 <gasps> Winter Olympics. He did. I remember that name. That was the first time I was like, oh, so Robin must be from Vancouver. Mm. You know? Yeah. Out She's west. She's, like, very starstruck. Mm-hmm. So I got a little more about Rob. Yeah. And the Gerards are great because they're so convenient. They're right across the hall. If they want a brunch double date, they just go across the hall. <laughs> and so they keep going through all the different scenarios. And then if they want to play charades, <sighs> and then Marshall then mimes out. You can go across the hall. Cringy. Ah, so cringy. <laughs> and that's, you know, Bar- Lily wants encouragement from the group because it's a really good thing that they have going. Yeah. And then Barney points out that's what he thought, too. And then we get his side of the story, which is, you know, when Barney comes over with free nachos for her. And she calls him Sweetie. Yeah. Right? Sweetie and, or uh, honey or something. Something like, like something that. Something relationshipy. Yeah. And now the group is really worried that Barney's going to kill the bar because they know where this is headed. Yeah, so then again, we get that it's fine. And then as soon as they learn the lesson, but it wasn't. And so they do that. And that brings them to number five, which is the tipping point. Dun, dun, dun. And even there, you can see like on the tail end of perks, none of them really believe it when they say it's fine. Yeah, they're, they're like, like it's, it's fine. It's There's like hesitation. Fine. Yeah, right. Because they're they're like, it's like spoiler alert. 
It's yeah. like the glass has been shattered by their friends. They're like, oh, maybe we do play charades a lot. Uh, it's fine. I'm not going to mess this up. And there's also something else. I, it's in one of the earlier, um, one of the earlier steps where Robin, I think all of them say, like, get excited for me. Yeah. Like, be excited yeah. for me. Stop naysaying me. This is cool. This is good. And it's like, okay, who are you trying to convince about that? Right. Yeah. So then we get to the tipping point, which is the glass fully shattering. And yeah. um, Robin and Kurt are on the air. And then as soon as they get off, Kurt has a full attitude. And he's, like, being a huge baby and saying, you said you'd call me and you didn't. And then he said... Well, I thought it was actually, like, nice that he was, like, eloquently telling her that you hurt my feelings because you said you were going to do this and you didn't. They'd been and then, talking and then, for, like, a fucking week. Then, yeah. Then he goes, it's our weekiversary. It's our first weekiversary. And well, first I said, of all, I think it's a weekiversary, yes. but that's okay. Well, he's a and then I threw up, bit. and I was like, oh, fuck. Get, right? He's, he's the worst. And I said Wendy and Kurt should be together because they aren't afraid of commitment. Because they yeah. both just, like, kind of jumped right into it. I feel like Wendy and Kurt would be not a bad couple. That was Robin. And then we go back to Barney, who uh, tries to send a glass of champagne to someone other than Wendy. Yikes. Oh. And then he finally, you know, gives it to Wendy. And she's like, oh, thanks. And then Marshall and Lily try to go out to dinner. And the neighbors show up to force a Mexican fiesta and charades on them. They have all the fixings for a Mexican fiesta, and they keep trying to interrupt, too. Oh, God. And so they have clearly set this bad precedent where it's like, it's an open-door policy. Come on over whenever. Mm-hmm. Do not do that no matter how much you like somebody. Set fucking boundaries. Boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and myself at the same time. Snaps for that. Snaps for that. Um, also, in this scene, the dress that Lily's wearing, did you recognize it? The purple striped dress? No. She was wearing it in the Scorpion and Toad <gasps> when she first sees Marshall coming back from San Francisco. Huh. So, yeah, there's that. I was like, oh, my God, it's the Scorpion and the you Toad You gave my dress. sister chlamydia. Yes, chlamydia. That's what it was. It slowly becomes this triple split screen of all three scenes in time where Robin, Marshall mm-hmm. and Lily, and Barney all realize that their friends have been right this whole time. Number six is called Perg. Wait for it. Keep waiting, keep waiting for all eternity. Only discover there's no escapatory. Mm. So step six is purgatory. So this is the part when you realize you've made a mistake, but you don't, you're, you feel really stuck. Yeah. And you don't want to say anything. Yeah. Like, you know, step five, you reach the tipping point. So you know this was a big mistake and you know you're going to fuck things up mm-hmm. because. How can you eat your food? There's poop. <laughs> There's poop everywhere. There's poop everywhere. Uh, that, and that was a question I had. Don't poop yeah. where you eat. What is yeah. the pooping and what is the eating? Is like the so eating the eating the- is like the is the place where you always are. Like so, her work mm. or the bar, their house, the neighbors, and shitting is starting a relationship that, that you know sense. isn't right. Mm. And then, like, now what are you going to do? Because you have to eat there. That's where you eat. So the eat. relationship is the poop part. Yeah. So Robin's annoyed that the Iron Man keeps leaving her love notes everywhere. On the <laughs> teleprompter, her desk, the coffee maker, the sugar next to the coffee maker. <laughs> like she, Here's some sugar for my sugar. The Aww. Iron Man. Oof. I love these signs <laughs> at the Iron Man, though. So cute. Yeah. I love that Marshall and Lily can't 
leave the apartment without the Gerards across the hall ambushing them. They even go to extreme lengths, <laughs> sending Ted out first. <laughs> but that doesn't work. So Marshall just, thinks they're ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Mm-hmm. Hey, neighbor. Well, he can't handle it. Oof, God. And Wendy, the waitress, the purgatory for Barney is just that she exists. And he can't hit and, on like, he women. can't hit on anybody else in I, his own bar. I love it when, like, he looks over at a girl and then she moves out of the way and you see Wendy do this cute little, like, shrug, like, And he's Hi. like... <laughs> he hates it. Yeah. I love... I didn't write it down, but this is a, when he likens himself to a lion, right, at the zoo, mm-hmm, mating mm-hmm. with the same lioness over and over. And while families pay to watch. Pay to watch. Ted's like, yeah, this metaphor is falling apart. <laughs> is that when he asks if he has, like, a closet a, full of corpses? A, a meat locker at home full of corpses. Locker. That was a good line for Ted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so then it just sort of... The cascades back of all of them, like, banging their heads, like, oh, I remember that. And they'll also, each of them say, I'm an idiot. And the person that had tried to warn them was like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So it's all very, very insanely connected. Um, Mm -hmm. The next step is what comes after purgatory, which is confrontation, which is doing what you should have done for a while than you've just been dying over. And Mm -hmm. so we get the flashback to everyone breaking up in their own way. Um, There's some cute little moments, like Robin saying, I'm sick of the charade. And then Marshall and Lily saying, we're getting kind of sick of charades. Yeah. And then, of course, throughout the whole thing, Barney is just being, like, completely tactless about it and saying, I don't like you. Uh, I've seen everything I have to see on you. I'd like to see those parts again, but on someone else. Um, You too, maybe, but definitely the other Definitely other people has to be there. And he just goes, that's what's important. That's the important part. And he just delivers it in this way like he's, like, letting her down so easy. Oh. The man is a sociopath. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Marsh, uh, Robin says, let's go back to being coworkers. Marshall and Lily, let's go back to being neighbors. And, um, you know, Wendy just totally nails Barney and says he's terrified of ever getting close to anybody. Yep. And we all know it's true, and Barney knows it's true, but Mm -hmm. all he wants is a gin and tonic, of course. He's simple. Mm Mm-hmm. So now that you've had the confrontation, the part everyone avoids, like, uh, like this is what you didn't want to happen. Yeah. But you know it has to happen. Mm -hmm. So you just got to go through it and suck it up. It's the fallout. Yep. So... (laughs) We see Kurt and Robin, and Kurt is kind of disheveled off his game, starts talking about the breakup sort of in a roundabout way by using the Knicks. You know, the Knicks (laughs) lost. It's sad. They had a real shot. Then out of nowhere, game over. Why? Why, Robin? (laughs) And she tries to tell tell him that, like, their perimeter shooting has been a little off, and he's just like, no, they were afraid because they were, they lost because they were afraid of getting hurt. And Robin the whole the, time is just smiling, like, half her face is on the camera, and just, like, she's just trying so hard to keep, keep that, it real profession. that smile so good. And he's like, I love he ends it with, like, you know what, I, I think I, I think the, the Knicks didn't deserve my love to begin with. The Knicks suck! And Robin ends it with, and that's sports. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, I love Marshall and Lily can't go out of the apartment without the Gerards. Mm-hmm. Every time they try to leave, the Gerards are there, and so they rush back in. And then there's a knock. 
<laughs> and turns out it's it's just Ted, and he left his key and is locked out. But when Marshall and Lily look through the peephole, the Gerards are in the background, and so they can't open the door. They strand and face Ted. Them. <laughs> they strand they leave him. him. <laughs> and so they're left with only one choice. You know, so they screw Ted over and go down the fire escape, only to find out that Michael and Laura are there. It's like a fucking horror movie. Hey, neighbor. Which I'm guessing, like, they were throwing out their trash. That's why they were in the, like, down in the frickin' Oh, I don't care why. I was hoping it'd be creepy, a creepy reason. Because they're ghosts. Something interesting, though, that I've noticed, I'm like, okay, but none of them have ever been hurt by the platinum rule. You know what I mean? Like, have they ever Mm. been on the other end of it? And had people break up with them? I can identify when I have shat where I at (laughs) eight. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, but I don't know that I can identify when it's happened to me. Oh no, I was fully I was fully the the Wendy the waitress of of a girl in college. I know that. Cuz I lived in her building and it was easy and I was nice, but I definitely wanted more from her than she wanted to give me. So I've definitely been on that. End. I mean, I've been on both ends of it, but I can definitely remember being the the problem end of the platinum rule, for sure. So you were the poop. I was the poop. I was. It happens. You are the <laughs> shit. Thanks, girl. So even though Barney was brutal mm. to Wendy, the waitress, mm-hmm. she was very sweet. And she mm-hmm. tells him that, you know, probably wasn't a good idea to get involved. And I hope we can still be friends. And then hands him a drink. But then Barney just is convinced that Wendy is trying to kill him <laughs> and everyone close to him. <laughs> He even slaps a burger out of Marshall's hand. Fucking so funny. He's like, dude. <laughs> so good. Because obviously she wants to kill him because the alternative that she just was being honest and truthful that it wasn't a good idea is just so foreign to him. Trash. 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 Um, so Robin is pissed in present day because they've all been sitting here agreeing with him and mm-hmm. buying into the platinum rule when it was all created based on nothing because Wendy was never some crazy clinger and so now they all know that he's a fucking idiot Ted goes to leave for a second time uh Barney goes to fuck up his hair again um and you know I love he has to like wipe his hands off yeah and Marshall's ready he's just like here's the napkin um (laughs) so Barney is desperate because you know Barney is always just trying to you know keep Ted Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. more like him and um, but Ted is over all the rules, and he runs down some of the rules we've heard already. The hot crazy scale, the lemon law, now the platinum rule. And he says if everybody followed all of your rules, the human race would cease to exist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is Ted kind of getting back to the idea that the possibility of love is worth the risk of discomfort mm-hmm. and being hurt. And it's a very classic struggle of the show and, you know, Barney versus Ted's mentalities yeah. on, on love. And it also reminded me of the pilot when, you know, he was supposed to wait to say, I love you, but he just mm-hmm. says, I'm tired of waiting. You know, if someone would just, you know, muddle through this with me, I would make a great husband. And so it's like, he's a different guy than he's been recently. And mm-hmm. it's because he's back to like, yeah, 
his like his hopeless romantic side. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. confident in it and he's sure of himself and and he's not like tagging after Barney and doing all this dumb shit with Barney. We will see more dumb shit with Barney, but Yeah. But Ted I think is maybe realizing that doesn't feel too good. Yeah. It's too empty for him. Yeah, he breaks out of it for this date, but then the date doesn't work out, so he kind right. of regresses again. This afternoon, or this afternoon, this weekend, when Chris and I sat side by side, I was like laughing the whole time. He goes, who cares? He's like, I'm done caring about what people think. If Aww. I want to sit next to you in a booth, like, I'm going to do it. Aww, I was that's like, cute. Aww. That's very I was like, sweet. <laughs> I was like, you look really silly, though, and it's hard to eat our salads. <laughs> so we can tell that whatever, whoever this Stella person is, it's something bigger than, mm-hmm. you know, skanky Amy, who got him a butterfly tattoo or any of the other girls that have kind of spun in and out this uh, yeah. this season and that he's I said that Ted is back on his bullshit and ready to love. So future Ted tells us that they ended up going out on their date, but it wasn't actually a date. They were just Stella thought they were just seeing the movie as friends because not the platinum rule. But the American Medical Association <laughs> says that doctors are not legally allowed to date their patients. Mm. No shit, Ted. Yeah. Future Ted says, you know, so that was hit for for him and Stella. For now. Or so, for now. Um, but Future Ted tells us that there's another part to the Platinum Rule, step nine, which is coexistence. So then we get a series of, like, cuts of um, Robin and Kurt and Michael and Laura and Marshall and Lily and... Just coexisting. Yeah. And that's step nine. So it just takes a while and um, it's when you start to let go and just sort of move on. Yeah. And we have the song, yeah. Ooh, child, things yeah. are gonna get easier. And everyone kind of looks at each other like, Yeah. Like they, they acknowledge what had happened mm-hmm. and where they are now, but there's no hard feelings. They're like, yeah. You know what? This was for the best. Yeah, and this won't be the last time that Ted amends something, like a lesson that seems set in stone with a third Mm -hmm. option or another option for how to handle something in a more nuanced way. So it's a great lesson, um, and it's clearly setting us up for something exciting. Yeah, and also we forgot to mention this is not the first dermatologist. That's right. We will, obviously we're going to see Stella again. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Like, this was this would have been a very weird, huge thing to not use again. So uh, the dermatologist will come back around. You'll remember um, Sarah O'Brien from season one from Love Solutions mm-hmm. when, you know, he went Summer in. breeze. Makes me feel fine. When he went in to fake get a mole checked and it actually ended up being cancerous. <laughs> so, um yeah, he doesn't have the best of luck with uh, dermatologists, you know, trying to push them to go out with him. But we'll see if it if it pays off in the end. You know, he's got ten mm-hmm. sessions, right? Yeah, ten more sessions. Surprisingly expensive. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the platinum roll? Uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun for sure. It is. I enjoyed it. Com- um, complicated to talk about, though, right? Oof. Yeah, that's that's my only hesitation. Yeah. Like what trying to like get the words out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's just it was hard to like try and focus my notes in a way that made sense and to be able to talk about it in a way that made sense that wasn't yeah too complicated it was very plot 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 so it was just like recapping and kind of mm-hmm. it was less uh there was less room for any the deep dives. Stuff. i mean structure was the 
the king of this episode. So, um, yeah, we are moving things a little forward. Ted is clearly a different person now. Um, he's sort of coming out of his his funk, I would say. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we're got some momentum going into in season 10, okay? the rest of season three, but um, not before we take a huge break before How I Met Your Mother takes a huge break because mm-hmm. this episode aired in November 07? December. December 07. We won't get another episode until March, March. Yeah. thanks to the writer's strike. So, um, yeah. That's wild. We'll see, we'll see uh, how the next episode feels. Yeah. But before we do that, let's get into legendary moments. Woohoo! We've got 10 legendary moments. Uh, remember, fans, you can um, send in your legendary moments to our email at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject um, legendary moment mm-hmm. so that my Kate can find it easier. Yes, with the episode title, please. Yes, with the episode title. And patrons get theirs read in entirety. So the more our HB family grows, the more legendary moments we are getting, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to keep things timely, we have to shorten them down. Unless you're a patron, we will read the entire legendary moment to the you. entire email, yep. Yes. So our first one comes from Danielle, and Danielle writes, My legendary moment for this episode is when Barney messes up Ted's hair and Marshall gives him a napkin. The physical delivery is too perfect. You've got Ted obviously using too much product and being such a dweeb about his hair mm-hmm. in the first place. You've got Barney taking one for the team, or so he thinks, and you've got Marshall just totally nonchalant knowing exactly what's coming. Perfect. It really seemed believable between three best bros. Yes, it's not the first or last time that people will make fun of Ted and his hair routine as well. Good one, Danielle. Next one is from Bethany, one of our patrons, and she says, Hello, beautiful ladies. First, I want to say you two are amazing. I recently started a podcast and have found a newfound appreciation for all the hard work you two put in, so thank you. Oh, thanks, Bethany. You are both so so talented and do such a wonderful job. I really enjoyed this episode. I always like when Hamian plays with time in their stories, just like Caitlin does. And I love when they end an episode with future Ted alluding to more in the future. Yes, they definitely mm. left the door open there, which is always exciting. My legendary moment for this episode is Barney's paranoia over Wendy, the waitress. NPH plays this so well, and I love the dramatic slow-mo of him slapping the burger out of Marshall's hands. Looking yep. forward to hearing everyone else's legendary moments. Thanks again for all the amazing work you do. Stay beautiful, Bethany. Hmm. Thanks, Bethany. That was so sweet. That was really sweet. Appreciate ya. Yeah. Our next legendary moment is from Kim, who is also a patron. Kim writes, hey, ladies, I'm so excited that you are finally on one of my favorite episodes. My legendary moment from this episode is the subtle way that Marshall passes a napkin to Barney each time he messes up Ted's hair so that he can wipe off the product from them. Kim, love it. Yeah, that one's, uh, if I remember correctly, is a very popular moment. Um, All right, so the next is from Susan, and Susan says her moment is the whole line of Barney's put a bell around my neck and scratch my belly, kids, for I am just a docile house cat. Meow. That's my legendary (laughs) moment. Something about that just makes me laugh so hard. It's a good one. Our next legendary moment is from Tish, who is also a patron. Yay. Hey, K&K. My legendary moment is an action when Barney is announcing step six, and Ted is running out the door, and Barney ruffles Ted's hair, and Marshall hands him a napkin without any words. Marshall knew exactly what Barney needed in that moment, and it was amazing. (laughs) 
P.S. Congrats on your first Hey Beautiful meetup. Hope one day we can do a meetup in Canada or I can come to you guys. <gasps> also, congrats on getting 1,000 followers on Twitter. Regards, Tish. Yay! Oh, yay. Thanks, Thanks Tish. Tish. Yeah, we didn't talk about 1,000 followers. I know. We got 1,000 followers, y'all. Crazy. It's fucking crazy. Um, so next up. Oh, I also like when Barney like does the slide across the apartment. Mm. I love when he slides in his dress shoes. It's so awesome. Uh, next up, we have Jeff, and Jeff says, my legendary moment for this one has to be Robin sexualizing antiquing. Oh, yeah, you want to antique the crap out of them. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. Our next legendary moment is from Dan, who is a patron, and is really keeping us to our word. Daniel, this is a very long email. But that's okay, because yes. you're a patron. Yeah. <laughs> I f- already finished my water, so my... Uh-oh. My throat's a little dry, so bear with me. <laughs> hey, hey, beautifuls. First of all, thank you for sharing the excitement and experience of seeing the solids. For those of us who couldn't be there, it meant that some of the buzz came through. Mm. I could almost taste Victoria's cupcakes. I'm guessing the event will reverberate through the episodes as you record them. I will be looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Before I go into my legendary moment for this episode, I need to say two things. First, I didn't share a legendary moment last time because it wasn't one of my favorites. But as always, when I listen to what you and the rest of the HB family have to say, it changes my mind. Hmm. So thank you for that. I really like having my perception changed by the insight of others. You guys are awesome at that. Oh, cool. Dan. Second, I'm planning to be on a road trip with an old friend in a couple of weeks. He and I will be cruising through the deserts and canyons of the southwest of the U.S. of A. I will be saving this episode for when we are driving. So can you give Rich a big shout out? I'm hoping that listening to you talk about him, you will convince him that the show is legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Richard. Hey, Rich. Hi, Richard. Rich, Dick. I don't know what, what we should call you, but um, How I Met Your Mother is amazing. It's the best. Uh, there is a storied history of road trips in the show. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the two of you should snuggle up in the motel around your laptop mm-hmm. and just, you know, really, really bond over this, yeah. over this amazing show. And Richard, we would be so proud to have you as a member of our, of our Hey Beautiful family after that. Mm-hmm. But if not, you know, nobody's cool. each their own. Nobody's perfect. So uh, enjoy the road trip either way. Please play 500 Miles and play a game of Zitch Dog. You have to play Zitch Dog. Even if you hate the show, you're going to love Zitch Dog. So fun. Yes. Ask ask Dan to teach you. And I'm so mm-hmm. excited you're going to be in the States. Have a great time. It's yeah, enjoy. fucking hot as balls in the Southwest US of A, uh, but enjoy. Anyway, here's my legendary moment for the Platinum Rule, which, by the way, is a brilliant episode. Mm-hmm. There are so many subtle layers to this particular story, which I know you will bring out. But my favorite is when Barney offers Ted a conciliatory bowl of popcorn. Did I say that right? Conciliatory. Thank you. I was like, oh, that's a big word. That's a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> Conciliate, whatever. <laughs> bowl of popcorn after Ted gets back from his non-date with Stella. Aww. Situated on the couch with all five of them. It emphasizes the ultimate supremacy of friendship and love over disagreement and argument and disappointment. Yeah. It is a core repetitive theme of Himyan. It is why we love it all. All love it so much. Say awesome and beautiful and solid. Dan. Good one, Dan. Dan. That's a sweet moment. Yeah, I love when Barney kind of drops his his act and is just a friend. Yeah. 
That's very sweet. So you and Rich have a fantastic time. Um, eat lots of Mexican food, right? Southwest, that's some delicious shit over there. Like they do a lot of green chili sauce. So enjoy that. Uh, next up, we have Bobby, who's one of our patrons. And Bobby says, hello, ladies. It looks like you had an amazing time in New York. I'm excited to hear about it on the next episode. My legendary moment from this episode is both times when Barney messes up Ted's hair. Everyone loves that. And Marshall just subtly hands him a napkin to wipe all the gel off his hands. It is so true of that time and men's hair. Way too much product. I hope you're both well. Word. Our next one is for another patron, Lisa. And she writes, hey, ladies, these two weeks have flown past, so I hope I get this in on time. This episode is so fun and unfortunately relatable. My legendary moment is just the overall structure. I love the backward storytelling and everyone adding in their own experiences. It gives all of the cast a chance to shine, and it makes me so happy when they all play off each other's because the group's chemistry is amazing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Also, if there was a chance to submit an unlegendary moment, it would be Robin's lazy bra tank top. Girl. What on earth was that? It was horrible, and I just had to mention that. Have a great week. I, I do not know. I mean, did the costume department go on strike too? I don't know. That top is like the the top heard around the world. Like it's so bad. It's very bad, and it it's one that has. Uh, has lived on in infamy on the internet, I know. Every time I try to look up what someone's wearing on an episode of the show, that fucking thing comes up. So, uh, yeah, we all noticed, and it's terrible. Oof. All right, last but not least is Abha, and Abha says, thank you so much for those videos. I think she means the videos of us <laughs> in New York. It felt like I was right there. It was really nice. I would definitely try to make it for the next meetup. Oh, wow, awesome. Uh, and then uh, Apa says, my legendary moment is Marshall's reaction to Barney throwing away his burger. It's amazing. It was like someone took away a child's candy. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I think I'm going to agree with Apa and whoever else said that their legendary moment was uh, the slow-mo slapping of the burger. Because you just, Marshall looks so excited, like ready to tuck into it. Yeah. As only. Like he looks real excited. As only Marshall can with his little napkin tucked in and then mm. just slapped it like, um, like what's his name did? Ham and Druthers slapping the ice cream out oh, of the, the kid's hand, oh right? God. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, baby's going to cry. <laughs> so that's my legendary moment. The fucking ice cream. For sure. I love that one. What's yours? Uh, my legendary moment is definitely because I would love to have had an escape like this in awkward moments when Marshall and Lily leave Ted stranded and go out the fire escape <laughs> and then they turn around and the Gerards across the hall are oh, right there. Oh God. That whole little scene was my favorite. Pulling a Trudy and getting caught. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. good. Not good. And I think just uh, just a special shout out to this episode specifically to Pam Fryman because directing this must have been a freaking beast. Like, so yeah. many scenes. Like, I remember Craig or Carter saying on some, uh, maybe on the the behind-the-scenes podcast, that they will give, like, so many scenes. Like, they do so many scenes, like, way more than most sitcoms do, and that they're just always so happy with the outcome. And I think this is one of those, I mean, definitely the most complex episode we've talked about yet. So, mm-hmm. I am grateful that not all the episodes are this complicated oh yeah it was um but it was it was really fun to talk about and i think it was a perfect time to talk about it when we're like riding the high of of Mm -hmm. seeing everybody live it really 
it really makes you feel like you're watching it for the first time because you're like, yeah. oh my god, I know the people, I know the people who put who wrote those words, who wrote it down, you know, so yeah, who created it, who made it, yeah. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time for No Tomorrow. Oof. Remember, send in your legendary moments to Hey Beautiful Podcast at gmail.com in the subject line Legendary Moment and No Tomorrow is especially helpful for Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you loved this recap, please leave us an iTunes review. It helps our hashtag HB family grow. And we know there's quite a few new friends out there listening. Yes. So if you are enjoying this episode, please leave us a review. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.